won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 207 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, March 30th, and made available for download on Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And I'm tonight's stream weaver, and I believe I can get us through the night, or at least through the intro shtick. Right, Henry? That's it. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday night, then you should come join us at around 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our patrons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all of the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Henry? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you the latest headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Infinity Battlescape, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots get ready to dive deeper into drugs, cartels, drug cartels, sorry. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. So, lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the vault. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Infinity Battlescape has an official alpha release date, June 15th, 2018. Also, they figured out that they were drawing their planets twice on the same screen. Hey, back off, it's not even officially alpha yet. The 3.04 patch was quickly followed by the 3.05 patch, which fixed the trade data broken by the 3.04 patch. And apparently, Frontier loves the game that we're building here at Guard Frequency, as they float their latest solution to Elite's crime and punishment problem. Drum roll, please. Surrender! Well, where'd that idea come from? That is exactly Uh, what we were saying. Uh, yeah, exactly. And on Star Citizen, that monorail salesman from The Simpsons lands another big account, the Bengal Carrier. So, yeah, someone's listening to our show because 
like we reported last week, they're they're talking about bounties and hot ships. Uh, they're getting more focused feedback on there. Sandro Samarco had a big thread that he he had uh, put out there saying, "Hey, here's our latest ideas for for what's going for what we're thinking we're going to do." And then they uh, like a day or two ago, he posted in that thread and said, "Hey guys, here's our latest thinking. We're going to let you turn yourselves in." And two items down from that, uh, we hear from uh, the thread has uh, Alec Turner. You know, a, a commentator, or someone that you guys, uh, I'm sure, remember from, from feedback on our show. Alec Turner says, I heard someone on a podcast, Lave Radio Regard Frequency, talking about the idea of handing yourself in. I like it. What was also mentioned was that when the cops say something like, power down your engines and submit to a scan, not sure when this happens in the game, it'd be neat if you could actually do as they ask, effectively another way of turning yourself in. So you're on the run, they catch you, and it's a way of saying, okay, officer, it's a fair cop. I'll come quietly. So, so, so they're listening to us, obviously, thinking, hey, these guys know what they're doing. They're building a great game in their heads. We yeah. got to do it their way. You'd think they'd give us a minor faction. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think that. <laughs> but it, what they're suggesting is not what Alec is, is talking about, um, which is what we were discussing mainly, which would be really cool, is if you could surrender in space if you're interdicted. But what they're talking about is letting you surrender at the security contact. Which I still think is cool. Yeah, no, I, and, and it and it completely, and what will happen is that they'll basically arrest you at the security contact and move you and your ship to the nearest detention center where you pay off your fine and then you're free to go and do your stuff. And I think that actually accomplishes the goals a lot better because there's still the penalty yeah the penalty is you got to like fly your happy butt back from the detention center back to whatever it was you were doing which is a, a, t- a time sink which is what they're they're basically doing for for a infraction and it makes you pay the fine or the, the bounty or whatever it was so it gets all those things accomplished you just don't have to traipse all over the known galaxy trying to figure out where will this button light up <laughs> at which starport do I get the lit up button? Are you saying we won't have to find that? Because it doesn't seem yeah. like that's very clear. We will, right? No. You just land at a you land at a starport where you're wanted. Oh, you turn, that's great. You, it, yeah, and you hit the security contact button, or normally you turn in your bounties, like if you blow up wanted ships I got uh, or combat bonds. You go there, and, and it'll say, you're wanted, and you say, surrender, and they whisk you away to the detention facility. You pay your fines and you're on your and you're on your way again. Yeah, as long as you can do it at any wanted station, that's going to be convenient. The problem is that if you it's a if it's a murder penalty, if your notoriety is anything but zero, it still won't work. Hmm. They're still going. They're still doubling down on this notoriety thing. You know what though? That that puts a penalty on people that are popping other players. That is worse than people that are just pirating NPCs. I don't really know if that's fair. I mean. They're not griefing. They're just plopping players in, you know, that they should be. They're pirating. They're playing fairly. I don't think they should well, suffer more than popping NPCs. No, it, it's 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 NPC or PC murder. Any, See, I any thought the NPC crime. didn't didn't uh, no. NPCs didn't increase your notoriety. I thought that was no, just PC it, players. It's any murder. Ah, wow. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I, I mean, there's basically. I thought we could do a little theory crafting here because apparently they're listening to us and they love the game that we're building just like we love the game we're building. So I figured we could help them out. So a little bit of theory crafting here. You can there's there's only like three sinks in Elite Dangerous: credit sinks, time sinks, and what I'm going to call destination sinks, which is kind of like a time sink. Yeah. You can either they take away your money, 
they force you to waste your time doing stuff, or they make you go someplace where you can't do the things that you want to do. So, you know, if you're if you're a mining person, you have to go someplace where there's no good mining. If you like to bounty hunt, you got to go away from your hunting ground. So their solution on murder is all three. You got to pay a fine. You got to find a place. You have to you know sit in a corner somewhere, you know, because your notoriety is up high, and you have to wait for that to burn down. And you're gonna have to fly places where you you take you out of your way. You got to go places you normally wouldn't go. Is there any way that we can think of that we can help them still do those things, but not tie it directly to that counter, that timer counter burning down? Can we do something? Can can they do something besides that notoriety clock? Which they're supposed to get rid of the clocks. You know, they should really let you turn yourself in regardless of notoriety. And if they would let you power down in space when you're attacked by a cop, that would probably solve it too. Because the cop tries to attack you whether your notoriety is high or not. True. You know, and if you could just power down, good. Let's think of all the bad things that could be done. The exploitation of what could be done on, on any solution that we come up with. Because everything that we come up with, there will have a uh, bad side to it. Some are worse than others. So... If we could turn ourselves in of notoriety, what would happen? If, especially if someone's got a lot of freaking money. How much money would they have and for how long if the penalties are stiff and every time they get notoriety, they've got to turn themselves in and pay a fine? You know, maybe the thing is not to let that timer tick down at all, but to force you to turn yourself in and pay the timer. If you're wanted for murder coming back in 10 years, you're still going to get busted. There's not a statute of limitations there. You know, you're still wanted. You can't just wait out a timer and then come back and say, hey, I killed the guy, but it's cool. It's been like three weeks, right? You can't do that. <laughs> sure, surely there's been a lot of other murders since the one that I did. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Tony, you're a lawyer. That doesn't work, right? Uh, typically, no. No, All typically, right. no. Yeah. No, there's no the statute of limitations on murder is no. <laughs> uh, there's been some people on the forums. I, I kind of saw the people suggesting that they... You can turn yourself in, but the notoriety means that you have to pay a certain percentage of your wealth. Oh, like, that's that, that's hardcore. That's harsh, I think. I think that that's that may be too hard. I do. I didn't see this idea out there, but I thought maybe like the notoriety is a multiplier. Like you could buy your way out of a notoriety countdown with uh, like a multiplier of the fine. Like if your notoriety is one or two, you have to pay double. Notoriety is four oh, yeah. or five. It's it's you know ten times. I don't know. How about this? You've got uh, right now. You've got a way to turn yourself in legally at a station if your crimes weren't that bad. The kind of crime that you would turn yourself in for, not a capital offense, right? That's fine. But then when you have notoriety, you can't do that. Maybe you have to dock at pirate stations and pay crazy amounts to scrub your name from the uh, record. You know what I mean? Like, you have to go to a pirate station and pay on the black market to get documents yeah, that clear you or something. Yeah, because, that's Interstellar Factors. That's, yes, but yeah. it's Interstellar Factors. Only so It's only time you'd have to do it is you could do it for anything, but you could also do it for murder, but it would be super expensive. Because I think the idea of turning yourself into the cops for a murder and then serving your time and getting out in days is just too immersion-breaking. You know what I mean? Force them yeah. to really... Like, if I'm going to be a, a notorious killer and I'm just going to do that, that's my thing. I want to get that notoriety high anyway. You know what I mean? I want to be notorious. And there's going to be penalty for me flying around in populated space with that kind of notoriety. And I shouldn't be able to make it go away without going to interstellar factors and paying through the nose. You know, that would make sense. 
I want to say hi to some people in uh, chat. We've got some people. Power down, surrender would be good-ish. That's Viper Wolf. I wonder what he means by good-ish. I can't think of a bad thing that would happen from powering down and surrender. Yeah, we advocated for it strongly last week, and I, I love the idea. I mean, and and once they have this, that maybe that's another hook. I mean, that, that may be, like I said, we need a button in one of the side panels that says, you know, surrender to authority or something like that, and then they can trip that cycle where they transport you to the detention center. Yeah, and that button should shut down your weapons and your thrusters. That would be awesome. Yeah, those they, things take time to boot up, so it'd be good. Yeah. Again, again some sort of clock that said that, that whether it's a player or an NPC that guarantees that for 60 seconds you're more or less helpless. Right. And that would pe- keep people from abusing it, where you think they're going to surrender right. and then they don't, because they'd have to shut off their, their engines. Yeah, you'd, you would get that notification that notification in your upper right-hand screen that says Commander Bob has surrendered, and it would be the official surrender thing. Well, I like the I, I like the notoriety uh, multiplier. The thing about the thing about uh, PKing player killing is is that uh, usually there's nothing in place or t- to enforce the the decision whether or not to do it. I mean, you really want to you really want to consider this is going to cost me. If I do these kinds of actions, and what costs somebody then a bunch of their money out of their wallet? Yeah. So, if you make it stiff enough to consider the action before you do the action, I think it's worth it. Because otherwise, they'll just go, ooh, oh, this is going to cost me a million. Pew, pew, and then, you know, player dead. I like the idea of notoriety doing two things. Number one, of, of it being like a, a multiplier and not like a linear multiplier, like one is one million, two is two million. I mean like a like right. a exponential one. Like right. one is one million, two is four million, three is 20 million. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of it being an exponential multiplier so that once you are notorious, you are really notorious. Like, like it, you know, and once you once you're beyond the the two and three and four stage, it's hard to come back from that. But I also like the idea of it of it putting you into anarchy and low security. It makes you inhabit a different world than quote the rest right. of us. And part of that multiplier, if you're the play, if you're not the cops or the the NPC or the system authority or whatever, but you are a bounty hunter, then part of that multiplier could be a huge payout for you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like you yeah. want to go after. Oh yeah, like you want to go after those those high. Yeah, oh, exactly. Why, why isn't yeah. that a thing already? Yes. What happened? Oh hell yes. What are you doing, Sandra? Let's do it, man. Dude, I love the game we're making. <laughs> Once again, nicely done, boys. Yeah, no, yeah, that's job, exactly right. that notoriety number needs to be public. Yes. So that we can go after, it. and it needs to be a like an exponential multiplier for the person that wears it, and it also needs to be wondered if somebody kills the guy. Right. That's like you know. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got four hundred thousand credits and and bounties out there, but he's got a notoriety of seven, which means that we we bump that way up. We bump that yeah, way yeah. way up, and I also think that maybe maybe your own notoriety factor brings it back down. So if you've got a seven and I've got a six, well then you only get the one. You only get the difference between them. That way right, it's like my right. pirate That's, buddies. That, that way you're not exploiting the system because you're not oh. Yeah, hey, buddy, kill me, and you'll get you know twenty yeah. million of my bucks, and you can pass along to me. And well, no, if if I'm just as notorious as you are, it, yeah. it's not going to pay out. What if uh, what if notoriety meant you couldn't collect a bounty? I mean, a bounty is a legal thing. 
You know, yeah. it's a legal thing that you're collecting. And once you're wanted for murder, can you be like, hey, I'm just swinging in to collect this bounty. I don't really want to get busted or nothing. So give me a check and I'm going to split. OK, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's just not yeah, going to happen. You see, notoriety shouldn't shouldn't prevent you from clearing your name. It should prevent you from collecting on other bounties. That's what it should be for. And if you and if you're want if you want to collect if you want to go in interstellar factors while you're notorious and turn over a new leaf and you know and start with a blank page, well, sure, that's fine, but it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you big time, and especially if you have such a high notoriety. And I think that I think that that should be for the compounding as well. I think for you know for the notoriety of one having a two-hour in-game cooldown, okay, fine, two hours or a notoriety of two, okay, let's make that four four hours now. But once you get past that, I think you need to. I think that maybe that needs to be maybe not exponential, but maybe geometric. You know, maybe maybe we need to start talking about like a, a day or two of in-game time once you're up to four, because that really does make it a different career track at that point. Yeah. It's not an accident, and it's not a it's not a thing I I was doing for a little while. No, you've you've chosen a path, and if that notoriety figure had more of a public viewing, and also you could create game mechanics for that, like say special missions that you don't get unless your notoriety is high. Yeah, because you know you could have super high payout missions that only spawn at low security or anarchy systems and unless you have a five on notoriety then you're 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 the diet coke of evil you're just you're not evil enough i'm thinking Uh, hitman missions for places like the anthill mob stuff like that go in there anthill mob offers you a mission to pop a bunch of feds kill as many federals as you want i have never understood why those 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 companies and those factions and those stations offer me the wet work jobs I'm like allied with everybody. My I'm squeaky clean. Why would RPing even the slightest? Why would I take any of those missions? Why would they? Why would they want to approach you with it? That's exactly. like going to somebody who is a a full time soldier and saying, "Hey, you want to wax this dude for me?" That's not. A well, good idea. yeah, it's probably based on your combat rating and, and stuff. So they figure figure you know you're expert or you know deadly, then you're you're gonna you're gonna be well worth it. Yeah. But I but but. That could also this could also lead into another type of uh, uh, faction style ranking system or, or stuff like you said the notoriety you keep your notoriety going you know you're pirate pi- you know deadly pirate sure yeah it could be it could be another rank except all you have yeah. to do to get that rank is kill one person you have to, all you have to do is like murder I one go, I wouldn't make it that easy but you know. <laughs> yeah yeah no but but I think but I think that I think that. The idea of the notoriety number being more public-facing and a lot more obvious and involved in a lot more things could be good. Because right now, it's just it's just another clock. It, I mean, they said they want to get rid of the clocks, but really all it is is a clock. And that's that's a time sink, and that's real great. That, that can be a punishment. But I think their idea of the destination sink is much better because it gives it, it, gives it some meaning. And it gives people it, it makes it it makes it a thing in the universe rather than time you have to waste in the universe. And you can log in and just walk away from your keyboard and get your two hours of, of in-game time in there. And so that's not really it's not useful. The notoriety as it is right now is not useful. But tying that to game mechanics like mission availability and uh, penalties for trying to clear your name, 
bonuses for people that kill you and take the bounty, I think using that notoriety number now that it's in there in different and creative ways might be a lot better than the system they have right now. In chat, we've got Jason Smith saying, all this talk about bounty hunting and killing makes me wonder if there should be wanted posters on stations. And that makes me think there is a traffic report that says what's come through every system. And mm-hmm. they could put, you know, that could say wanted what's his face was coming through here. And then you might get an idea of how many bad people are in your area. You get the heck out if you're not safe or if you want to go hunting. Yeah, we got all those all those uh, billboards and things that are on stations. And, and I, I've always. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that brings me back to remember when I was talking about the Jeffertron and Star Citizen. The Jeffertron, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that kind of that very same thing that we need in the uh, uh, live game. Oh, and when you, I mean, when you land, what you, I mean, the view at your front screen is just the building or whatever, you know, and right, that kind right. of thing. They could, they could be popping wanted at posters up that, and they could scrape the commander from the Hollow Me character builder. Right. They could scrape that face yeah. right off, put it up there with the commander name and the bounty total and all that kind of stuff, and that could be flashing up in a corner of the landing zone. Mad Wolf's talking about that in chat right now, right there on the the billboards as you come in with your face on it, it would be very cool. Oh well, well, especially on the on the outside ones, yeah. Now see, yeah. now that would be like if you have a, a notoriety of nine, right? Because you know that when you're out there, out in front of it, they, your 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 ass is wanted. They yeah. the yeah. authorities want you when they're flashing to the people that are flying in. Run of the mill guys get to get the the Jeffatron when you're landed, right? Out there, out your window screen. But when they post you outside, mm, that's like when you go up on the post office wall. You know you're yeah. on the FBI's top ten <laughs> list. You know you've made it. You've made it at that point. <laughs> See, this is, again, I mean, th- their, their whole mandate for this whole crime and punishment stuff and that they've been trying to get right since day one, they want criminality to be a career path. And one of the main things criminals want is, in fact, notoriety. notoriety. They all, Billy the Kid, make you famous. I'll make you famous. That, Billy I mean, the Kid, I was just thinking, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you that's the, I mean, and that is they should be ex, they should be using that number rather than as a glorified timer, which doesn't make a lot of sense in a game where people have limited time and, and, and limited uh, uh, player capacity. I've got so much time and I got to get this many things done. Waiting for a clock to count down is not fun. I think the notoriety number needs to be used in a different way. I think there's a lot of good things they could do with it. Oh, yeah, I agree. All right, now that we're all caught up with Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NSEAP. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Only one week after stopping the Thargoid attack, the eagle eyes go blind. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Pleiades sector. Thanks, Spencer. The Thargoid energy fluctuations monitored by the eagle eye system have stopped. This development comes mere days after Aegis claimed victory against the Thargoid invaders by rallying independent commanders to the HIP-21559 system, and barely two weeks after the initial stand against Thargoid scouts in Huvong Day. An anonymous source within Aegis has confirmed that it is not equipment failure or operator error on the part of the huge and expensive stations. The source said, quote, No one forgot anything. I'm afraid you'll just have to wait and see what the Thargoids do next. 
I believe Aegis will be releasing a statement about the situation in the near future, end quote. And sure enough, Admiral Aiden Tanner, Aegis's chief military liaison, announced that the loss of signal indicated a temporary reprieve from Thargoid attacks. While this past Thursday was, in fact, free from station assaults, some observers are concerned that the Thargoids are now adapting their procedures to better conceal their intentions. Did Aegis save two systems at the cost of telling the enemy that we can read his mail? Will the Thargoids adapt their communications as quickly as their defensive systems? From Station Eagle Eye 2 in System HR-1183 for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Admiral Aiden Tanner tried to calm fears about the signal loss by pointing to his group's newest military assets. Two new megaships, the Vanguard and the Acropolis, are standing by to support any detected incursions into human space. Unlike the relief and rescue ships dispatched after the station is attacked, the purpose of these vessels is to support independent pilots that swarm to a system prior to a Thargoid invasion. Admiral Tanner said, quote, Constructing these two gigantic vessels was considerable undertaking for ages, but we are convinced the expense and effort is worthwhile. Our remit requires us to occupy a guiding role in the resistance against the Thargoids, and these megaships will bring that into focus. End quote. Admiral Tanner did not comment on repeated questions about where the ships would go next, now that the Thargoids are no longer signaling. And finally, a relatively routine and localized civil disturbance has caused a small uproar within the Pilots' Federation. A coup attempt by the Ross 310 cartel is being opposed by the Federation-backed Ross 310 Natural Services Corporation. While the standard Pilots' Federation bonuses are being offered for turning in combat bonds from both sides, pilots who support the winner will receive a special incentive. Some commanders are calling the move a ham-fisted thumb on the scale for minor factions supported by the galactic superpowers. Others believe it's a slap in the face to the guild's traditional neutrality in civil conflicts. No matter what any individual pilot thinks, any commander who turns in enough bonds to be in the top 75% of combatants for the winning faction will receive a commemorative decal, suitable for display on the exterior of their vessels. That's correct. An incentive for intervening on the winning side of a stellar civil war is a sticker. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. So, after a few hours of uh, being able to rest and relax and level up, congratulations, uh, you folks uh, receive a, a, a here over the shipwide intercom. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. All guard frequency pilots report to Vallis's office for a briefing. That is all. So, uh, you theoretically, hopefully, hear this to wrap up what you're doing and make your way back to Vallis's office. Who's the, who's the fastest? Let's roll for initiative. Everybody, everybody, everybody roll a d10. Everybody roll a d10. I got a, d, I got a four. I rolled an eight. All right. So, uh, Ale is the closest one to the, uh, uh, 
uh, office. So not the fastest. Uh, he, he was, was just, just the closest. It, well, maybe he's the fastest too. He's the most excited well, to get. To what the it office. is is I ran right out because I didn't even drop what I was doing. I'm still carrying the dog parts I was working on. They're just in my hands, and I'm tinkering as he, I run down the he hall. He was a he no. He was across the hall in Clev's sort of workshop where you know Clev has his armory and stuff like that. He was just across the hall, so he just had basically had to step across the hall, and there it was. And he's you know he's 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 elbow deep in grease and 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 cybernetic parts going. Hi, yeah, what's up? <laughs> okay, so he's, he's he's the first one that comes in. Valis raises an eyebrow and says, go back out there, <laughs> put that stuff away, wash your hands, and then come oh back. Oh, my gosh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, so uh, Shiv rolled a five, and so as Ale's walking back across the hall, uh, Shiv, you come in down the hall, and you meet him. Howdy. I have Watch cleaned... it, Shiv. She's making us take baths. Go ahead. Oh, I, have, I have a clean flannel shirt on. <laughs> All right, so Shiv, you walk in. Howdy. Are you... <laughs> Hello, Mr. Barnes, please have a seat. The others, I'm sure, will be joining us shortly, or rejoining us, as the case may be. <laughs> I uh, have a seat. I need to roll and see if I can sit. No, you don't need to roll and see if you can have sit down. Sitting down is, is, a, is, a, is a free action. All right, and then, uh, so as he sits down, uh, Ken Shadow, you uh, approach the door at the same time as an unfamiliar woman... Uh, approaches uh, the <laughs> door approach, as well. Sorry, I heard you approach as an unfamiliar woman. <laughs> I saw him in drag in the doorway too. And you know what's funny is he looked just like he does now, but he had his hair down. That was it. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Hey, n- number one. Number one. That's very nice, Henry. Number two. Back off your mic just a little oh, yeah, bit because when you close. get excited, when you get excited. You peek. Oh, yeah, I can see like, it. It's bad. like the whole thing's blue and there's no... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, so... All right, so Ken Shadow and and an unfamiliar woman All right. meet in the hallway outside of Alice's What does the unfamiliar woman look like? Fiery red hair, green eyes. All right, well, I... I Probably I, a little bit shorter than you. I, I guess I play it as my normal, cool, nonchalant self... And uh, and do a quick nod before opening the door. Okay. She nods back. Who goes in the door first? I'm I, just waiting. Oh no. I'll I'll I will open the door for her. I think that is in character. Okay. I'm. I look at the door and I look back at him with a quizzical look, and I say, "Hmm, Walaida," and I walk in. <laughs> to which Kid Shadow responds, <laughs> "I just shrug and walk behind her." <laughs> All right. As as uh, the two of you walk in, Vallis sort of perks up and says, your arrival is quite timely. Uh, thank you for coming on such short notice. And then she kind of looks behind uh, the woman to Ken Shadow and says, you're late. <laughs> I shrug again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come back now or am I still washing my hands? Yeah. <laughs> However long it takes you to get sorted I'm out. I'm ready. Man. Do you I have to me. roll? <laughs> roll to see if you no. got all the grease. <laughs> yeah, roll a sleight of hand check to make sure that you got everything out front of your fingernails. I only washed sure the hand she pointed dexter. at, so I'm still gross <laughs> on the other side. All right, all right. So let's let's presume you've stowed your dog parts away, and uh, and and have come back into the room. And at this point, Valis is is pulling up stuff on her computer and just ignores your uh, your reentrance. Hopefully, now a little bit cleaner. You're not going to soil her office. Uh, all right, so. As the as you finally all four walk in, uh, and she looks up and says, 
clicks a couple of buttons on her tab, and then a, a, a briefing screen pops up over her desk, and she says, As you all know, the location of the lab that the blue stabilizer is being manufactured is Perquona 7, thanks to your uh, decoding and retrieval of the nav logs on the Aurora. We've been able to determine um, from public records that there are several mining bases on the planet as well. Um, places like that also attract drug uh, labs. And does Red Barnes raising his hand? Or something? I was just cheering for mining, that's all. Cheering for mining, okay, <laughs> yes, yes. Mining is a career in Elite Dangerous, which you could do. Um, but there are several mining colonies on there as well. But the regular uh, drug trafficking factories like that sort of thing because they can hide themselves amongst the routine comings and goings from the mining stations, as well as shipments of supplies don't raise any suspicion because they can certainly... Miners eat food just like drug dealers and drug manufacturers do. So we've determined that it's somewhere on the surface, but we haven't been able to pinpoint its exact location. However, the mining activity is concentrated here, and she pulls up a just a, a 400 or 500 square mile zone in the northern hemisphere of Perquona 7. And she says it's very likely that they're going to be somewhere near the other mining um, colonies, the other mining facilities, so as to not attract extra attention, but not too close so that people don't stumble on them. Our, we, our projections are somewhere in this area. How many, and I, well, look, I raise my hand. So how many, how many colonies are in that zone? Well, there are five licensed ones. We don't know if that's the total extent. There seems to be a little more traffic there than five licensed colonies uh, should be able, should, would support, but that's not unusual. Um, there may be several off-the-books colonies there that are simple miners who are just trying to avoid paying taxes, uh, staying out of the reach of authorities. They're, not they're illegal in the strictest sense, but they don't bother anyone, and unless um, uh, a particular administration has having a tax crackdown, they're mostly ignored. Um, so we're, it'll, you'll have some. We'll have some trouble sorting out, maybe uh, from uh, you know the technically legal ones to the our targets. We could have some trouble with that. Any other questions so What's far? What's our goal when we find the place? What are we supposed to do? Shut it down by any means necessary. These people are. These are. This is a gang that is basically their goal is to destabilize the Pilots Federation's training zone. Whether that's their official goal or uh, whether it's intentionally to do that or just by sheer negligence, that will be the effect. If this blue stabilizer gets into wide circulations, it will have disastrous consequences. They're griefers. Causing problems for no reason. Do we have any directives to minimize collateral damage? At this time, the risk to both the Pilots Federation's rookie training grounds as well as the uh, 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 economy in general, you're, there are prisoners are authorized but not required. I don't. I, and she just lo she she lo she looks at she looks at you like, is there going to be a problem with that? No problem, ma'am. I, I I think my my question is more to collateral damage. What are you intending to break? No, I meant like uh, if we find their site, if we just nuke it from orbit, is that a uh, uh, with with no concern to who else might be uh, there? You you do recall that the weapon that the ships that you have are single seat fighters with air to air weapons. 
you will not have the capability to, quote, nuke anything from orbit. He was going to ask Lev for another big gun before we left. I doubt he'd get one that big. <laughs> I was just going to drop there's, a big ball of wax on it. There's a, lot of ways to, there's a lot of ways to improvise from space. Says the guy who took windshield washer fluid into the last gunfight. But you hey, did you save know, my life, so thanks a lot. So <laughs> I'll follow you into the battle. That's Val- fine. Valis watches this interplay and, and sort of like sort of smiles a small smile and looks over at Adira. Everybody catches this. She's not trying to hide it. But there's a little smile and sort of a look over to Adira uh, when you say when you guys say that. Does Adira respond? So what are you guys gonna do with that dog anyway? I'm gonna fix him up. If somebody was like using him to be a fighter, I'm gonna make a pet. I'm just gonna fix him up and make him all right. I felt bad we had to battle this thing. It's a cool cyber dog. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Lalsa, are you okay with that? Talking to Vallis. Vallis sort of rolls her eyes at the at the form of address, but says, "These gentlemen have proven themselves to be uh, uh, useful and uh, uh, accountable, and so I believe that if they." If, if as long as Clev signs off on the work, being cyber himself, it's fine. I was going to ask him for some parts. I've got a sly smile on my face this whole time through this whole whole exchange. Gentlemen, uh, let me introduce your replacement for Mr. Harper. This is Adira uh, Lane. She will be accompanying you. Um, she's had previous experience with the uh, guard frequency response before, and will be along to assist you. Uh, this response will take i believe all four of you but getting back to roland's question you will not have the capability to bomb anything from the air and if our intelligence is correct and based on the intercept of the uh, or the attempted intercept of the aurora with uh, the uh, sidewinders and the eagle we believe they'll have defenses in place that would be capable of handling fighters like yours from the air so caution would be advised and stealth would be advised in approaching what any area you think might include this drug lab. You might get blown out of the sky if you're not careful. I kind of stretch my hands out and I say, wow, this sounds like it's going to be fun. It very well could be. The other problem with approaching it from the air is warning. Even if they don't have defenses in place, they could very easily scrub and cleanse the drug production, and therefore you would not be able to seize the chemical precursors you would not be able to have any evidence uh, of drug manufacture. And then you would be simple raiders and murderers rather than people trying to clean up a 10-year-old drug conspiracy. Preservations of evidence is a uh, priority then? Observation of evidence is a necessity. Preservation of evidence is preferable but not required. In other words, in other words if you have to blow up something in order to accomplish your mission which is namely get the information and get out alive and shut down the production, then you 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 can destroy the evidence that you need to, but it must be recorded in some form. Isn't that Photographic, why you brought me here? witness statements, prisoners. She looks over, she looks over at Adira. You know you know our protocols and you know what we need to stay out of trouble. Yes, Lalsa. And and she sort of nods. She sort of she sort of nods at you. Adira will guide you on the particulars of this matter. One ship in the middle of space, a variety of explanations will suffice. Space is very dangerous. A a, a frozen moon with a half-G gravity, it would take a lot more explanations for a catastrophic accident. uh, And and, uh, anything out of the ordinary could be investigated and contradicted. A little more caution will be necessary, but these are still dangerous drug dealers whose activities will 
thoroughly disrupt and endanger uh, Pilots Federation lives and operations here in Acellus Primus. It, it, must be, it must come to an end, and quickly, before this drug gets out into public circulation. Do you have any other data on their potential whereabouts besides this 500-mile zone? We have what you retrieved. The rest of this is guesswork. Uh, Rochelle uh, Shoemaker, who you met, who recovered the black box, has been working on this analysis since I dismissed you from the prior debriefing. Um, this is the best that she could come up with so far. Did they Have your analysis done any... Um analysts done any work with regards to determining why specifically they altered the uh, recipe for this particular drug? We do not know. Combat stabilizers are popular, addictive, and widespread. The addition of the bitoxanine we know is it heightens the sentences, which could be a desirable effect because then you get the additional, the physical effects of the combat stabilizer plus the heightened awareness uh, from the bitoxanine. Why they added so much to take heightened awareness into paranoia uh, and and uh, and hyper aggressiveness, we don't know. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was intended to start a gang war. Maybe it was intended to, uh, as we as we hope, it's not the case, but ruin an entire class of rookie pilots from the Pilots Federation. Terrorism, you could say. We don't know. Is it possible uh, approaching this with a bunch of fighters and trying to? find something in a 500 square mile area is not the best idea should we maybe take a freighter in and pretend that we're there to pick something up or drop something off or anything besides we're here with guns and we would like to kill you today the trouble is is that as i said there are legal mining operations and illegal mining operations if you are going to approach a legal mining operation without prior notice they may just shoot you down because that's a great way to implant an assault team if you're approaching one of the illegal ones and without prior notice, you almost certainly will be shot down because they don't know you and you could probably be full of cops or raiders or government agents ready to take taxes. Small fighters flying below the surface, scanning discreetly, they're fl- flying below the radar line, not flying below the surface, flying before, below the radar coverage, scanning discreetly, uh, using canyons and, and other natural features for cover, we believe is the best way to narrow the search from this large area down to something more manageable. Fair enough. And and do you have, uh, do I, am I correct in assuming that you have no contacts on the surface? None. Perquonis is a backwater. This is, the, the, the only way we would have known to search here is the recovery from the data from the Aurora. Otherwise, this lab is, it, it's, it's a perfect hiding spot, she says. This is the, it's in the middle of a bunch of fairly well-to-do systems, but the system itself is a, is a, is total waste. The, this these small mining operations are virtually the only thing there. Hey, don't knock waste. It's very useful. <laughs> she she looks at you and, and sort of laughs and says, "Speaking of waste, uh, she says everyone else got their uh, transfer uh, uh, via uh, via standard accounts. I've held off on making yours, Mister Barnes. Do you want me to perhaps uh, transfer your money in a slightly less conventional method?" Well, yeah, the company's got some hooks into my account. And I've been thinking after all this, everything I've seen when I was interdicted, normally I can escape just fine. But something blew up in the back of my ship, dropped me out. Then instead of telling me to dump cargo, which pirates usually don't want bio-waste anyways, they just start shooting. I get shot into space, Remlock hits, I get knocked out, 
ship is gone when I wake up. I'm wondering if something's more fishy than just lousy maintenance has been going on in, in that company I worked for. And that company could garnish that your main account. Yeah. We have alternative payment methods. If you believe that debt has been given to you unjustly, is that your belief at this time? Yeah, I'm, it's real fishy. It was bad to begin with, but now I wonder if there's more to this story than. So yes, I will take the alternative methods. Well, I will have I'll have Rochelle set that up for you, and as well as this next mission. The rewards for this next mission uh, as well, as which she looks around to the rest of you, which will be compensated at double the, private, the previous rate, 80,000 credits upon successful location of the base and decommissioning of the production line. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he positively reinforces particular frequencies of sound to create a loud, high-pitched noise, and that he always holds the mic too close to the speakers. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. And a recap of last week's community questions. Looking forward to mining in 3.2? What other professions are you hoping to show up in the next patch? Delic Firehawk says, I want some mining, please! Uh, Rex Gray writes in and says, Great show, guys. Thanks for covering the SRV in Nuggets, Tony. That was something I was hoping you get to. Way to go, Tony. Is there a way for you to cover SRV missions? I had a hard time figuring the ground ops out, but I think it's because I had trouble determining the difficulty from the mission description. I had to stop trying after losing several SRVs and a Cobra. I thought it would be easier to use air superiority. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm excited to hear they're adding mining to SC, but probably won't be spending any time there until some of the performance issues have been addressed. I feel like trying any earlier would be just frustrating. I was on the edge of my seat when you dropped the dog, thinking it was going to be lost in space. Poor guy. Has been shot, shorted out, carried hung over someone's shoulder for God knows how long, and before that, he was owned by a junkie thug. He deserves to be part of the guard frequency team. Good dog. That's why I grabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun part of the game. And thank you to Ken Shadow for saving me there. That's right. That was that was a great bit. So so Jeff, what happened was there was a killer robot dog, and they disabled the the the, the dog. Henry decided he was going to adopt him, and they were they finished searching the ship. And on the way out of the ship, they're in zero g in spacesuits in the vacuum of, of, of cold of the cold deep black and Henry in in all this confusion and discombobulation uh, rolled two natural ones in a row <laughs> and let go of the dog let go of the broken Roomba that he was that he grabbed for spare parts and let go of the ladder oh so, my god <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's catastrophe catastrophe was waiting to happen but Ken Shadow had the broad idea to go get a, a handheld EV jet pack thingy and, and rolled a natural 10. So oh, wow. uh, rescued <laughs> rescued everybody and seen. And thank you very oh, much. Man. He took a bow. So, yeah, so it was, it was just some fun, uh, some, some bad dice rolling, followed by some storytelling, followed by some good dice rolling, and, and all is well. But it was a good it was a good bit. That's one of the reasons why I like playing those sorts of tabletop games is because Random stuff just happens sometimes. Yep, that's true. Um, his name isn't not Canine, is it? I haven't named him yet. I, named I think him we yet. had him. I think his name was Muffin officially in the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, Muffin, oh my god! I don't think yes. I'm keeping Muffin. 
yeah. Uh, please, Muffin please the, call. the killer robot dog. I, you know, when I was a young, when I was a youngster, uh, I won't tell you how young, but when the original Doctor Who came out and, and uh, you know, ah. Canine appeared, I thought that was the greatest name for the greatest dog ever, and I would like to see him resurrect in the Elite universe. So I think he should be called Canine. You know what? I'm going to take that suggestion. I'm probably going to name him K9 if I ever get him repaired. Tony's going to make me roll a lot for it. Yeah. Oh gonna, my God. Gonna, again, again, there's going to be some bad dice rolls and some storytelling, followed by hopefully some good dice rolls, and and we'll see if Henry gets his, his dog operational again. But, but I'll tell you what. Some- He's not going to be a combat pet. I think it's just going to be something that I keep around. I don't expect to be pulling him into combat and risking him and all that. Yeah, that's entirely up to you and and the dice. And the dice. Because he is, <laughs> at, as it stands right now, that is his primary function. So, As it stands yeah. right now, he's in several jars in my lab. That's, that is also true. Well, that's, that will, is also true. I will talk to my brother gods and, and convince the god of luck. To that's right. That's right. Right. Convince the, the, the RNG dice rolling. Whoever's, whoever's got that portfolio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk to him about Henry's upcoming dice rolls about repairing that dog. Jamie Duncan says intergalactic glam rock star. Like it's, I don't know if that was a listed profession, uh, even with the ridiculous stretch goals. I didn't think we asked the question about listed professions. I think we asked. I guess the that's question. true. Which ones are you hoping show up? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Good point. Intergalactic glam rock star. Okay. Fingers crossed. Dwayne Young writes, "Vending machine repairman. Another one that is probably not listed, but sounds like a bore. I mean, a lot of fun for somebody. <laughs> it could be good times." Our ever popular Sean Newboy writes in and says, "Love the show, everyone. I'm not overly excited over mining. What I want is deep space exploring." There was a character in Anne McCaffrey's Crona novels that was a scavenger. I Yes, I, I remember. He roamed the galaxies looking for cool items and places. That's the kind of character I would like to play. You know, if I thought about really hard, I probably would want to play the same character. You know, I was thinking about this, and one of the things that's cool, uh, I, I liked the, the Fallout series. I typically hate first-person shooter-type games, but one of the things about the Fallout series that always gave me, like, the little, the little gamer like uh, endorphin shot in the back of the head was when you came across a new location. Like you see a building off in the distance and you're like, yeah, yep. that looks weird. And you like, you like creep up on it and you're like, Oh, there's like, there's two buildings and it looks like there's movement behind that one over there. And that looks, Oh man. And you get, you put the sniper scope up yep. and, it, and then you crawl into it and then it goes ding. And you, and it, it becomes a new location. That process was always very cool. Yeah, they did that really cool. well. I, I know. I, I'm. I agree with you on that. That's one of the reasons why I love Fallout so well. Yeah, I think. I think a game that uh, that has an exploration mechanic like that, where you something catches your eye or catches your your brain, and you then you explore it and you fill in some more details, and then once you arrive there, the game provides you feedback to say, "This is something special. Don't ignore this." Right. And, and and take it's care. The, it's the thrill of discovery. I think we all, yeah. deep down, we, we always look to the far horizons. That's why, you know, Lewis and Clark, you know, are so popular to us in, in America and why Christopher Columbus and all those. All, it's that thrill of finding something new and make, being the first. And, and yeah, I, I get it. I really do. Yeah. I, and I think that's something that, that is kind of, it's not great in Elite, I mean, they try. I mean, but it's some of it's just so hidden in the menus and stuff, right? 
Like if you're coming across a new thing, unless you're looking at the menu on your left-hand side, you don't know, and you're within a thousand light seconds, you don't know that there's a new signal source or a, a new guardian site or a new Thargoid right. crashed thing. It's it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no opportunity for you to go, what's that over there? And then build on that. I think right. that's something that Elite could learn to do better. We've got that great in-game computer voice that they've just gone and upgraded so you can have different voices. It would be great if something would come on and just say, anomaly an anomaly detected. has been detected. Yeah, and that would be friggin' fantastic. Yeah, let's do that. Man, I love the game we're building. I want, I, I, I'm want. i just glad Sandro is like sitting there with a notepad listening to us because that's exactly. awesome. Yes, yes, By the definitely. way, we love your game since you're listening. We do love your game. Yes, man. we play it a lot <laughs> and it's fun. It's great. We, we, we want it to be better. Yeah. Help us out. Uh, so, uh, okay, so... Uh, oh, Salad... Saladian? Salad... Sal, sal, Saladian. Saladian! That's our old friend. What's up, Sayo? He says, glad to hear you guys again. It's been a long time. More things change, the more they stay the same. Anyone notice that Ken Shadow sounds like a cross between Howard Cosell and Walter <laughs> Cronkite? <laughs> anyway... Oh. Anyway, I guess Tony's back? What? Well, you have to be of the age to understand what those two Uh, voices sound like. No, no, no. Hang on. Let me finish reading the feedback, and then we're going to do this. No, no. I know know what he's saying, too. No, no. We're (laughs) going to finish his feedback, and we're going to get into this. Anyway, I guess Tony's back. That GPR is cool. Will you do that for SC2 someday? Yeah. What the hell is this Guard Frequency Origins RPG thing? I think I liked it. I think. I still couldn't care less about ED, and it always seems like Kin Shadow pays any attention to Star Citizen, but that's okay. You guys still do a damn good podcast. Not as good as the sub-100 days, but still good. Ah, the memories. Guess I'll have to tune in next week, too. Community question? I'm looking forward to scouting and recon and Star Citizen one day soon. See you later. All right, Jeff. Okay, I, I, All right, Jeff. Go for it. <laughs> I object to the whole, the whole Kin Shadow thing. I do the same amount of research or, or more than than Kin Shadow, but you know the the fact is is that I do Galactic Public Radio, and we really have to give Kin Shadow something to do. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, he feels underutilized. Like throw me the ball, guys. Throw me the ball. I, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and um, we can give him because he's not here. <laughs> yeah, but when he's not here, I get to sub, and that's the most fun ever. So, well, uh, you know, everyone. You know, everyone's a winner every week in a different way. Yeah, that's for me, I mean, I, I'm not saying for everyone. For me, I enjoy uh, <laughs> hosting for him, but he does a great job, and I know people like to hear him too. Uh, but and, I really like Sale, subbing in. And Sale, I know, I know that you've been away for a while, so you didn't hear us before, but we want to make uh, GPR uh, galactic, and I mean galactic yeah. for everybody. Um, so we hope to expand it once uh, other Earth games that we play come online and, and uh, get there. Right. Once, and, and the way that we described it when we started talking about the reformat was once lore is not really subject to retcon or right. adjustments due to game design changes, then it would become more appropriate to, to do that. Elite's the only one that's there so far. All those other ones that we cover, you know, things change with every patch or whatever. So we're, we're not there yet with some of these other games. Um, Walter Cronkite and uh, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. <laughs> he does do a little bit of the Howard Cosell thing mixed with Walter Cronkite. He's, he's not, trying to do um, a little bit of the both, and he's, he's getting something like this that he does. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I dig you. I got and it. That's I hear you. the way it is. 
And that's the way it is. <laughs> Galactic Public Radio is one of my favorite segments now. I love... Jeff slips into that, like, different role. You listen to him talk through the whole show, and then he does GPR, and all of a sudden, he's Spencer McDonough. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing it, too. I, I It's great. It's I, fun. I really like... It is fun. I mean, yeah, I, we're supposed to be the NPR of, of the galactic right. voice. I mean, that NPR. is so cool. And that's, and that's, and, and we, you know, every time you do something different or change something, you're nervous about how, how it'll be accepted and how it's going to go over and stuff. And I, we were nervous about making these changes yeah. too, but I think I, it's, it's, it, it's fun and it we have fun. a good time and we hope the audience has a good time too. And that's, that's why we do it. That's what's key. That's what keeps yeah. us coming that's back what, week after week. We hope you guys have, we hope you guys have as much fun listening to this as we do making it. That's, yep. that's the goal. Jiro writes, I'm looking forward to repair. Ken from Chicago writes, that which the hashtag Carrick is made for, exploring. I would also like to try farming, hashtag space farmer. Interesting, space farmer. Moisture farmer you, on an asteroid would be cool. No, but what would you farm in space? That's uh, an excellent question. Space, Actually, that's a great question. Dust? You could farm all kinds of things. You you have to, you know, maybe inside of a dome or something. There's going to be farmers. Sol- you know? Solar energy, you'd We're farm solar energy. Well, no, I mean, you would grow things like you would anywhere else, but you would grow it using, you know, sunlight and space, maybe under a dome. Maybe you could have a ship that is a greenhouse. Well, didn't cool. they have, wasn't there a greenhouse ship in Star Citizen? Didn't they have a ship where the big thing was there was domes, like biodomes? I'm 99% sure that there's a ship that had, like, domes that were for that, that and space farming was going to be a thing in Star Citizen. I'm 99% sure of that. So that's what that's what he wants to do. But I think I detected a, a an oversight in our feedback gathering. Uh-oh. Um, oh, yeah. So, and that's because uh, I think I don't know if it, if it got under the radar with with our community manager or something. But Ken from Chicago also responded quite in his unique and interesting way about our phone book. Remember, remember, Jeff, how oh, I asked yeah, you to yeah, do. Yeah. I asked you to define um, something, and then you said, "Oh, I, I, oh, yeah." I said for, for for viewers at home, what's the thing you're holding? It's a binder, and he says it's about the big of the phone book. I said, "Great." Now tell everybody what a phone book is. So uh, so Ken wrote in a bunch of responses. A phone book was heavier than the six-pack of milk the milkman delivered. <laughs> true. This is true. This is, yes. Yes. A phone book listed a company's toll-free phone number. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember the toll-free yeah. phone numbers. Yeah, that was and that remember, used to be a thing. I remember that, that also it listed the company address and Yes, where you could write did. them a letter. Yeah. Yes, you, where you could write them a letter or go yeah. visit them. Maybe yeah. if you wanted to. Letters. Why don't we just send smoke signals? This is crazy. You guys are talking nuts. <laughs> it's like uh, printing the internet, the phone book. Right. <laughs> and he goes on to say, a phone book was as big as two to three volumes of the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This I is love true. his this, comparisons. Everything this is, is true. so outdated. <laughs> a phone book was about half as big as a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> and was about as big as a shoe shine kit. Good night. How long did you spend doing these, man? I don't know, man, but they're all fantastic. Uh, <laughs> hang on, we're not done yet. Uh, let's see. Uh, a phone book was a book published by the only telephone company in the United States. Yeah. Once upon a time, that was... That was uh, the a phone book was so big that about a century of farmer's almanacs could fit into it. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing it. <laughs> S- uh, Superman ripping two phone books in half was impressive on our black and white television sets. And these yeah. are all under these are all under the hashtag confuse a millennial. 
That's so awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you. We, we used to Thank we used to dial numbers or or uh, we call up an operator and say, "Can you get me Main two seven five? You know, and, uh, yes. And back back and and sometimes with the dials where the, you dial the number was actually on a dial, a yeah. round thing that spun. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. And before that, you had the party line. You pick it up and tell the operator you want to talk to Tom down the street. Yep. That could have the happened, old, too. The old party line. Oh, yeah, like the like uh, Andy Griffith's show, that kind of stuff. Those old, uh, old phones where you pick up and you're talking right to the uh, operator with a switchboard mm-hmm. that's changing plugs. That's great. Oh, yes, those were the times. Those were yes, the Yes, they were the times. Thank you for helping us r- relate to the younger generation, Ken. That was very helpful and useful. Ken, you brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, in many ways. In many ways. Mad Wolf in chat says, Yellow Pages, let your fingers do the walking. I remember this commercials. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. All right. Viper Wolf says, was wondering how to join you guys in ED. I know Fabian City, where you were based so far, unless the last show or two, you've changed areas. Keep up the good work. Also, where can I find the pirates you guys did a long while back? Or do you have an easier way to find the audio story? Smiley face. So, so Henry, this predates your arrival here on the, on the show. So I'm going to give you and Viper Wolf the same answer. You need to go back to around uh, episode 50-ish, yeah. uh, episode 49, episode 50. We compiled the entire pirate saga uh, and, and, and put the stories all in one place. Oh, cool. They're a collection of preludes. I, th- I find them hilarious. Jeff, what They're- do you think? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. In fact, I find a lot of the old team hilarious, and I, yeah. I would like to see them uh, make a resurgence. Sure, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to so. say, I thought you were talking about the pirates we were fighting recently in Elite Dangerous. I thought he was looking for where we went to fight oh, pirates oh, 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 oh. so that oh. we could come. You know, when we were bounty hunting, it was uh, outside of HIP, whatever. Yeah, we, so where it's baby the, the, the planetary rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's what we were, I thought well, we were talking about. He, he could mean that, but I don't think he means that. I, no, no, he means. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's talking about audio stories. Yeah, so, the strategic yeah, thinking yeah. and development team. Yeah, Pirate Pete, Pirate Jones, all those guys. Go on our website and just keep hitting the the back pages. Keep going, you know, page one, page seven, page fourteen, whatever it is, and go back to about episode fifty. Somewhere in there, there's the about episode fifty or fifty one. There's an entire collection, but we put all the pirate stories there. It's in one show. You can download the whole bit, uh, the, the the whole pirate pirate saga. Uh, so yeah, those guys are our classics. We're bringing them back a little bit of time, a little bit at a time. Pirate Pete showed up in our uh, Elite Dangerous game. Uh, other people will be making appearances as well. Other characters uh, as time goes on. So fear not, uh, they're 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 not forgotten. They'll 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 be back. Uh, and uh, oh, and we we're still at Fabian City. I have not been in the game very much the last couple of weeks. I know Henry hasn't been in the game the last couple of weeks because he's been super busy on another project. But if you send an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com, We'll get you into our uh, private group, the Guard Freak private instance. So it's like uh, you know, it's just it, it's a, basically a, our PVE group where no, no one's gonna you know gank you or grief you or anything like that. So um, yeah, just shoot us an email, and we'll get you. So same offer goes for anybody who's a listener. Uh, just get in touch with us via via email and send us your Elite Dangerous creds, and uh, we'll get you in. Rent a spoon writes in and says, "Great show as always." Stop. Missed commenting on the few last shows. Stop. No love for TIE Fighter? Question mark? Stop. Your application for a minor faction is still waiting on the forum. Stop. You guys have an obsession with periods or full stops. Stop. Seriously, though, ED 3.0 is buggier than SC 3.0. Way too many wing missions making flying solo a waste of time. 
It took me a week to earn $10 million as opposed to a day, and the extra grind has pushed me back to Star Citizen. Been enjoying myself filling my Aurora with bio wastes so you can put the boxes in with the cockpit with you. Had fun once it was full, opening the door and kicking a ton of boxes out once it was full. For bio wastes, they seem to lack any mass. Winky face. Also, never seen a fellow org member, Judinator, so pissed off. Frontier needs to fix their bio waste quick. Sick of my anaconda getting fined every time I fly out of a space station for trespassing the airlock or ran by the security. Thanks to lower rewards, I'm taking longer to earn money, meaning I'm less likely to spend that money or take ris- riskier missions, which means I earn less money, which means I'm getting bored a lot quicker. Yeah, I, the fact that they're on the fifth patch after 3.0 means that your criticism about being buggy has, has some has some legs, uh, Rent Spoon. It's it's true. Uh, but I think they're fixing them. And they're, the credit grind question is the eternal one that will plague Elite Dangerous till the end of time. It's As soon as you find something, they whack the, whack them all. Meta alloys. If you can get a meta alloy mission to pop at uh, Darnielle's Progress in Maya, you can get a 50 million credit payout for transporting 180 meta alloy. Wow. So, yeah, but that, that mission hardly ever pops, and you have to be allied. And it's it's hard to get. It's it's a rare one, but it's got it's been discussed on the boards so maybe that's the next new thing work hall writes in and says nugget ideas pros slash cons of shield cell banks versus shield boosters when to use hall or module reinforcement versus when to use shield cell banks power concerns when kitting out a ship laser weapon comparisons projectile weapon comparison i could use help on these and evidently i'm too lazy to do the research myself I love the show. Shiv's character reminds me of the guy in The Great Muppet Caper whose response to every situation is, I got the paper towels. <laughs> I remember that's that guy. That's, 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 that's red. Remarkably apt. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got to say something, too. Jeff was talking about naming the dog canine. I forgot I was going to name him Shiv. But I might have to go with canine because I don't want to offend the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard <laughs> to separate the character from the player sometimes. So you gotta we get we don't need to confuse yeah. that anymore. Thank you for the suggestions, Wirchill. I will work through a couple of those and uh, you inspired me this week and I think we covered uh, one of the ones he's mentioning, the power management. Didn't you cover power management? How to I, set I your covered, power I covered, priorities? Yeah, I've covered I covered management and priorities, but not like the the design right like how to start it and and how to build on it and where you should you know benchmarking kind of things like you should aim for 106 percent because you know you can turn off your cargo hatch and i mean there's some there's some there's some advanced sort of thinking and strategy that you can i can i can still do so new patreon no random winner not and this week's community question how do you feel about notoriety Would you like to see it at all? Would you like it to be more than a glorified timer? And otherwise, how is the show? Are you letting us off with a warning, or should we report to the nearest detention center for a... Processing. Either way, let us know. Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 207 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 208 on April 10th, 2018, So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. 
Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. No one's listening out there. The Deep Black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. I just got signed out of Google Docs, so hopefully we don't lose the Hangouts. Music said hey at everyone. Godbrick is now live on Twitch.tv. Go check it out, Winking Face. I'm hearing a lot of noise. What is that? That's uh, Jeff's text message reader. Ah. And he, maybe he's on call again this week, because I, all I see is, is chair. Yeah. Chair might have some things to say about this crime and punishment system, but I'm betting it's not anywhere near interesting as what Jeff might want to say. From Station Eagle Eye 2 in System HR 1183 for Galactic Public Radio. I almost got through the whole thing. Viperwolf says, was wondering how to join you guys online in ED. I know Fabian City, where you are based so far, unless from the last show or two, you have changed areas. Keep up the good work. Also, where can I find the pirates you guys did a long while back? I'm not sure what that means. <gasps> Keep up you the don't good work. Who the pirates are? Well, no, it says where can I find the pirate? Where can I find the pirates you guys the did STD a long team. way back? What does he mean? We did. What does he mean? Uh, the STD you know, team. Yeah. The pirates. The pirates. You know, we got the old guys and the, the old guys and the consultants yeah, the and the pirates. guys, and then we have the pirates and who are kind of. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Okay. So I'm going to read that feedback again because I just butchered not, it because I was are confused. Are we sure that he does know that what we're saying? I, I don't think he does. I don't know. I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that he knows what, the, what we're talking about. What do you want me to do? <laughs> trying to read feedback. <laughs> um, I really, I don't really quite get the thing, but I'm trying to move on from it. So wow. I was like, oh, oh, no. okay, cool. Henry, you just got homework. You just, no, got I just homework, don't buddy. get it. Yeah. Like, just, just I, fit, I'll read, look read, it up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get the show back on track because we're already over 20 minutes here. Uh, just read the feedback and, 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 and let, and, let the okay. boss man take care of it. I could use help on these and eventually too lazy to do the research myself. Whoops. Evidently. I could use the help on these and evidentially, evidently. See, now you got me thinking about the word, Tony. You know better than do that. Well, you didn't pronounce it right when you weren't thinking about it either there, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that's true. You don't have to point out the obvious, Henry. Sorry. <clears throat> Look, it's obvious right there. <laughs> no, it's evidently. You're not pronouncing it right either, Tony. <laughs> oh, oh, obviously. Uh, what did I miss?